Welcome to the Thriving Women in STEM podcast. We're your hosts, Dr. Ursula Lang and Dr. Brianne Daniels. Our mission is to support, nurture, and re-inspire STEM professional women to reclaim their lives and flourish. And the way we do this is through community building, shared experiences, and coaching tools. Let's do this. Hello, STEM women. We are so excited to be back again this week, um, the week of New Year's. Um, I'm Dr. Brianne Daniels. I'm here with co-host Dr. Ursula Lang, and we are so excited to talk with you today about um, FOMO or fear of missing out. Uh, so, so much fun to talk about a, a popular acronym. No, <laughs> um, so so this is a this is a fun one to talk about. I think for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's fun on one hand, and it's also just important to talk about because it's something that I think uh, we all experience. Right? It's a very it's a very human experience, and it's sort of rooted in our um, our primitive brain and our thinking that, you know, we want to stay part of things. We want to stay part of the tribe or our tribe or group or whoever it is we're trying to associate with, right? Um, so, of course, you know, I know in popular culture, right, this comes up a lot in terms of people talking about missing out on you know, experiences or activities or like, you know, in social media, of course, right. It's coming up a lot that, you know, people are posting all the time about their vacations or their food or this or that. Right. And so it's become a huge part of our society to see other people's experiences and to, you know, to varying degrees have that experience of like, Ooh, I wish I was doing that. Or, Oh, I wish I was there. Or, Oh, it's too bad. I didn't get to be part of that. Um, and, you know, of course, right, I think a lot of our modern advertising, you know, it really plays to that, too. So there's just so much of it around us. I know that we're sort of used to talking about it in a sort of societal way, but we thought it would be interesting to bring it up in this con context as well, um, just from the perspective of uh, our sort of daily life experience of it, even outside of maybe that media world or social media world of, you know, just vacations or material things that we can also sort of experience. A, um, and I, I'm probably, there's probably a specific way to say this, but sort of the shiny object syndrome, you know, the going from one shiny object to the next, um, which I think we all sort of experience to some extent on a, as a very human level. Um, and so we were talking a little bit earlier and, um, I thought Ursula, you brought up some great points about sort of, especially maybe in academics, right. And a lot of us have gone through some portion of academic training at some point in our lives, even if we're in a career that's, that's ultimately not academic. Um, so I just wanted to see if you wanted to share a little bit about that in terms of like, um, projects, um, and, um, sort of this shiny object idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. I am very well-versed in the shiny object syndrome, it turns out. Um, I have, um, you know, just a very restless brain, it turns out. And I think all of us have some amount of restless brain and our primitive brain does kind of like, is always, always kind of moving and constantly looking at new things and the shiny objects and sort of, it, it, it can be a distractor if, if we don't recognize it and acknowledge it and redirect. Um, but I think, you know, in part, 
the FOMO kind of comes in for me because I see all the things, all the fun, exciting projects at work, especially in research. I mean, the projects and possibilities are just endless and it all sounds amazing. It all sounds fun. I see the possibility in all of it. And all of it to me is the justification in getting involved in so many things I tell myself is this is going to help people ultimately, right? We're improving lives and I'm the one. And somehow I get into my brain that I'm the one that needs to do it, right? And that is obviously the lie in there because we can only, you know, we have to know ourselves well enough to know how many is too many. And, you know, this is where my my ritual of calendaring and doing my time management really kind of saved me from myself in a lot of ways because it really came down to, where are these things going to fit in my calendar? And am I still fitting on my calendar? Is my self-care practice, is my family, are all the other things that I really want to keep doing in my life that are already in my life, do I want to keep doing those too? So introducing new things is always something that it's like when you say yes to something, one thing you're saying no to another. And I think that really came into stark contrast reality when I started doing my calendaring in a very... um, you know, regular manner. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think in academics, it's a natural place for, you know, especially in earlier years to say yes to everything, but even in, in tech and industry, right. I think many people are probably juggling multiple projects and when do you say yes? And when do you start to say no? Oh, totally. Yeah. And that kind of nicely actually segues into sort of another the facet of this topic is sort of the costs to us of, of indulging of that in that fear of missing out. Right. So kind of what you were saying, like indulging in actually grabbing all the shiny objects, you were noticing that on your calendar, that it was kind of like saying yes to one thing was saying no to another thing. Am I right in that? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, so that can kind of be an interesting um, exercise, right. (laughs) To sort of um, take a little look and see, okay, are there things in my life that maybe I'm saying yes to that are costing me things that I would prefer not to say no to, right? Or, you know, who knows? In some examples, it might be like time time at work, doing more and more projects versus time at home with family, or it could even be the other way around. Maybe you're saying yes to lots and lots of things around family obligations and no to things at work, but that for whatever reason isn't sitting right. So it's just interesting to take a little bit of an inventory um, of, of what things are are in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if we were to tie it into the theme of our month is that kind of feeling of, do we have abundance in our life already, or Mm -hmm. are we feeling in scarcity around something that we feel we need to fill it with something fun and shiny and new? Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Right. Totally. And is it, if it's coming from that kind of place of scarcity, you know, just to be aware of that is a huge first step, right? Just, just noticing that that might be going on is, is a big deal. Yeah. So then it's so interesting. Uh, we were kind of talking about this topic a little bit before jumping on the podcast. And we were thinking about this concept of, of the joy of sitting out instead of the fear of missing out. Um, Yay. So- joy of missing, of sitting out. What is it? Joso? Joso. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so I think we'll be we'll be you know playing with that a little bit. It might be might be kind of fun, you know. Who knows? Um, so the Joe so in in our world. So you know maybe so 
to some extent, this is like, you know, taking, taking stock of, of what you have and having a bit of a gratitude moment, maybe um, just in your present moment, you know, with your current surroundings, um, you know, as opposed to on social media or in what, in, in where, wherever else, you know, you're getting kind of your, your outside feeds. Um, so I felt like that was like a very fun um, additional acronym to add to the, <laughs> to the lingo. Um the world lingo. And then, so, you know, I know we're coming to you on, on New Year's Eve. And so a lot of times, right, we're thinking about New Year's resolutions and everybody's always kind of uh, future focused um, around this time of year and focusing on things that like we want to change, let's say. And that, of course, there's definitely space for that and for goal setting um, and all of those types of things. But we thought it would be kind of interesting to introduce a concept or an exercise that we could try um, that is basically going back on this year and looking at the things that we have done um, uh, with from a place of gratitude. So sort of, I don't know, if, if you enjoy writing on paper, which I do, you know, kind of get your journal out and write down the things you've done this year um, and kind of look at them and and acknowledge the, you know, the existence and the presence of, of those things in your life. And then um, kind of as an additional layer of, of that exercise or practice, um, sometimes it can be useful to, to make a, a list of, of things um, in terms of maybe goals for the next year, now looking forward. And let's say you can, you can choose any number you want, but 20 is a, a, a nice round number that we've, we've used in the past. And make a list of 20 things that you want for the next year, but make 10 of them things that you already have. And so I know that that kind of tweaks the definition I originally gave you, but you could even do it as alternating items. So like the first item could be, you know, your goal is to learn to surf. And then your second item might be um, something you already have, which is uh, that, you know, you have a PhD. Uh, and then your third item would be a new thing that you have uh, a goal or that you want that you don't have yet for the next year. And then again, an item that you already have. And it's kind of useful exercise uh, to really sort of cement in your mind gratitude for the things you already have, but then also push you in that direction of, of reaching those goals that you set for yourself in the next year. Um, yeah, that's do you have anything awesome. to add there? I, <laughs> I hope I, no, I just, I think, yeah, I think our brains naturally want to go to what we don't have and like, so, sort of like in that FOMO um, space is, you know, we just don't have it and we should have it and it should be different. And our lives aren't complete until we have the thing versus really looking and seeing, showing our brain, directing our brain to what we already accomplished this past year. Um, it's so easy to forget to, to like, remind ourselves where were we a year ago and how much have we moved forward in that year even though <laughs> maybe we are hoping that 2022 is a tad bit better than 2021 sure. um but even despite that i think we can still find the things that we did do that we did um overcome and it's an active practice of reminding our brain it's not all bad our brains love to catastrophize and you know to keep us safe and find all find all that is wrong versus actually no there's a lot that was very much right this year as well 
So yeah, definitely inviting you all to to do some of this gratitude practice and um, and recognize that there can be joy in sitting <laughs> sitting one out right. if it doesn't fit on your calendar. Love it, <laughs> love it. Okay, Joso, everyone. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Joso. We wish you all Joso. so much, Joso. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone, and we will see you in twenty twenty two. Amazing. Happy New Year. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to apply some of these principles to your own life, we are here to help. Get started by following the link in the show notes to download our step-by-step video guided workshop to reclaim your time.